don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. True Crimes and Storytimes. I'm Kirsten. I'm Michelle. And we have switched back to me doing storytimes on Wednesdays. Yep. And Michelle will be doing true crime episodes on Fridays for the next four weeks. That's how it'll be. So I'm gonna do something a little bit different. I feel like it's always something different. I feel like we always switch it yeah up. <laughs> i feel like we're always trying to do different stuff to see like what everybody likes the most yeah so it's just just trying to switch it up the way it's yeah. not too repetitive for sure so me and michelle went on a field trip one day to barnes and noble we did and found some pretty interesting books we did um we found one called the mystery files that mm-hmm. has a bunch of different mystery type things in it i'll read you guys some of the titles the lost colony of roanoke is in here the disappearing of lighthouse keepers they've got different like mysterious crimes strange sightings unexplained disappearances just like short like synopsis of these different things that have happened Mm -hmm. and there's multiple books too yeah i we got one that is um unsolved crimes yeah or unsolved um there was another one I had. Conspiracies? I don't remember, but it's called, the title's like Unsolved, oh, Unsolved Disappearances is the oh, one I have. Yeah. Kirsten has Unsolved Crimes, and then it's like a line. Like, there's, there's so many book. different books. Yeah. Unsolved this, Unsolved that, but this one's the Mystery Files. It's like a different brand, I think, but yeah. it's like the Case Files, I think, is another one or something. Mm-hmm. They have multiple of these, too. But it says, History's Greatest Secrets Revealed <laughs> on the cover. Don't. And I think it's by Sam Pilger and Leo Moynihan. Close. Is what it says on the um, cover. So that's why I'm going to assume who wrote this. All right. But today I thought I would read about the escape from Alcatraz. All right. Um, if you don't know, Alcatraz is off of the coast of San Francisco, mm-hmm. California. And this happened on June 11th, 1962. Okay. So I'm just going to read what it says in the book. Plenty had tried in the 29 years that the Alcatraz Federal Penitentiary served as the most notorious prison in the world, housing the most notorious of criminals. 36 inmates were involved in 14 separate attempts to escape its walls. Most were caught, unable to escape the vast security on the island, Most were shot dead before they could reach the icy Pacific Ocean that surrounded them, and a couple drowned in its dangerous and chilling currents. However, there were three inmates who planned their escape, overcame the walls, the guards, and their guns, and made their way under the cover of night into the ocean, never to be seen again. Officially, they are classified as missing and presumed drowned, but many believe they made it to shore. Many believe they escaped from Alcatraz. The events. 
nearly two miles from San Francisco. The 47-acre island known as Alcatraz has always fascinated those gazing upon it from the mainland. Today, 1.5 million visitors a year take the ferry over. There, they take their selfies, gasp at cramped cells, look back from where they came, and comment on the impossibility of anyone ever successfully escaping. Named by the Spanish for the hordes of pelicans that resided on the island, the buildings set up there were first used as a military fort before becoming a military prison in 1859. Jailhouses were built, some civilians charged with treason were kept there, and during World War I, conscientious objectors were sent to the island to ponder their ethics. In 1934, having been bought by the U.S. Department of Justice, Alcatraz, now refortified, became a federal prison, the home to America's most wanted, or as one writer put it, the great garbage can of San Francisco Bay, into which every federal prison dumped its most rotten apples. Nice. Yeah. Dangerous men such as Al Capone, George Machine Gun Kelly, and author Doc, or no, sorry, Arthur Doc Barker called Alcatraz home. It shut in 1963, the year after the three men disappeared from what was affectionately known as The Rock. The Inmates While considered too troublesome for most federal prisons, the inmates at Alcatraz were quickly discouraged from planning escapes. Guards would talk of the freezing water, the impossible one-and-a-half-mile swim, the currents that could pull the strongest of men to a watery grave the jagged rocks, and the regular visits from great white sharks. Don't even think about it, was the message, but some didn't listen. John and Clarence Anglin arrived at Alcatraz in 1960 and 1961, respectively. Both were career criminals, bank robbers, who, it was said, did their crimes when banks were shut so as not to hurt anyone. And if they did use weapons, they were toys. In 1958, they used a toy gun to rob the Columbia Savings Bank in Alabama, and both were sentenced to 15 to 20 years. They served those first years in a few prisons in America's South, but after several escape attempts, and now regarded as its desired inhabitants, they were sent to the Rock. Frank Lee Morris had been in and out of trouble since he was orphaned at the age of 11. His list of crimes varied from juvenile delinquency as a child to bank robbery, burglary, and narcotics. Morris had a very high IQ, ranking in the country's top 2%, and after successful escapes from prison, he was finally sent to Alcatraz in 1960. In the 1975 film Escape from Alcatraz, Morris is played by Clint Eastwood. The Great Escape Near the Christmas of 1961, Morris, the Anglin brothers, and a fourth potential escapee, Alan West, who never made it from his cell the night they broke out, began to talk quietly. Living in adjacent cells and having met in a previous prison, 
the men trusted one another enough to hatch a plan. Using tools they found, such as old saw blades, and by building a drill, they began to, according to the FBI website, loosen the air vents at the back of their cells by painstakingly drilling closely spaced holes around the cover so the entire section of the wall could be removed. For six months, the men used a small space behind the cells as a workshop, building a 6 by 14 foot raft, using over 50 raincoats to make life jackets. They made wooden paddles and, using an old musical instrument, forged a pump to help inflate the raft. Morris's accordion was used to make the noise they made nearly every night with an ingenious use of toothpaste, toilet roll, concrete dust, and water, which made a papier-mâché-like substance. They created fake heads, they stole the paint from the maintenance shop and hair from the floor of the barbers, to trick the guards into believing they were all tucked up in their beds during the dark nightly inspections. On the night of June 11, 1962, those heads were placed on their pillows for the last time. The men had found pipes to climb up to a ventilator that they pried open before getting onto a roof, shimmying down the bakery's smokestack, climbing a fence, and making their way to the northeast shore and launching their raft out on the ocean. They were never seen again. Now we're going to get into the theories. All right, let's go. Well, they weren't seen by anyone at Alcatraz again. Thanks to the inmates' ingenious papier-mâché heads, the three men weren't reported missing until the next morning. Senior wardens, keen not to be associated with a successful prison break, were publicly confident that there was no chance they had survived. Furthermore, an informant had told agents that the men planned to steal clothes and a car once they reached the mainland, but no such crime was reported in the following days. In the days and weeks later, a paddle was found floating around 200 yards from shore, as was a wallet belonging to one of the Anglin brothers. Remnants of the raft and some of the old raincoats washed up near the Golden Gate Bridge. Patrick Mahoney, who ran the ferry from the mainland to the prison, was sure he would soon find a body. U.S. Marshal Michael Dyke told a news station that two out of three bodies that went missing in the bay were eventually recovered, yet none of the men's bodies ever were. Could they have made it? Was it possible to swim to the mainland? Six months after the men's disappearance, fellow inmate Paul Scott broke out, and while he was caught, exhausted on the shore, he had proved it could be done, and that was without a raft. Over the years, several sightings of the men have roused interest. FBI agents were sent to Brazil in 1965 after a port of Clarence Aiglin living there. While an old school friend of Morris said he ran into him in Maryland in 1967, but there were no further leads. In 2015, a grainy photo emerged of two men thought to be the brothers. 
using modern facial recognition techniques, an Irish company has recently confirmed this was John and Clarence, England. To this day, however, on their website, and despite officially closing the case in 1979, saying that no credible evidence emerged to suggest the men were still alive, either in the U.S. or overseas. The FBI continues to advertise a telephone number for anyone who might have information regarding the whereabouts of the missing inmates of Alcatraz. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I think. I don't know what I think happened. What do you think happened? I mean, they could have escaped. You think they made it overseas? It sounds like there's a small chance that they made it for real. Well, the one guy made it. Yeah. Without a raft. Right. So I'm saying I'm thinking that they may have made it. Possible. And they said they were gonna like steal a car and clothes when they got there. But like, what if they waited till they got over to like a few towns over, and it wasn't the town right off the shore? Or like, what if they went and like found somebody they knew? I don't. Could be. Who knows? Could be. I mean. I don't know. It's I think possible, it's a good mystery. But we pro I don't know, we might never know. Probably won't. <laughs> it's been closed since nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. And they're just presumed Dead. drowned. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm. I mean that's really it. Interesting. Doesn't seem like they're doing too much investigating on it though. Probably not. They probably think it's not really worth investigating. If they're already presumed drowned. And pieces of, like, the raft and, like, the wallet was found, like, on the shore, so. Unless they they just, like, were like, ooh, let's break the raft and leave our wallet here. Make it look like we drowned. Yeah. Yeah. That's possible. Could be. They could be planted for, I guess, evidence. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I thought, I thought it was pretty interesting. What do you guys think? Yeah. Do you think they made it to sea? Do you guys know anything about the escapees at Alcatraz? Have you seen them Mm -hmm. in your city? (laughs) You never know. They could um, be hiding in plain sight. Yeah. There's actually a documentary on Netflix called In Plain Sight that I thought about covering. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. What is it about? It's about an abduction. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. It's really good. Hmm. It's really good. Maybe you should. I won't get into it, but it's really good. Maybe you should do that once we switch back. It's really interesting. You should do that once we switch back. I'm going to put that back in the back of my mind. In no, you better put it pocket. in the front. You better put it on <laughs> your research and the computer mind. so you don't forget. I'll I'll write it down before, after we record so I don't yes, forget. Yes, please don't forget because it sounds good. Yes, it is very good. All right, guys. It's a short one this yeah. week. Um, but I thought reading um, things out of this book would be interesting. Yeah. It's a pretty good book. There's a lot of mm-hmm. uh, good information in here. So, if or maybe you can read some in the book and expand on it. Yeah. Might do that next time. Mm-hmm. Look up some more information. I can find a little bit more background information. Yeah. That's what I did with the Harold, like one of our very first episodes, Harold Holt, like mm-hmm. the disappearance of him. I used the book, but I also looked up a lot. Yeah. And it definitely helped because there was things in the book that were not online right. that I couldn't find. Right. So. And there's vice versa too. You can mm-hmm. find a lot of information online that might not be in the book. Because they're, like, short. Yeah, it's just, like, short stories kind of deal. Like, yeah. So? If you guys liked it, let us know. Yeah. Um, go subscribe to our Patreon if you would like. Yeah. Go follow our social media. Also in the show notes. Yep. Michelle's episode will be out Friday. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't, don't forget about that. Um, it's on William 
Burke and William Hare. Okay. And it's an oldie. Okay. So if you guys have been looking forward to an old case. An oldie but a goodie. It is a goodie. And it's going to be a two-parter because it's like 40 pages of research. Yeah. And I feel like I would overload you guys with information if I were to just do it all at once. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do it in two parts. Um, I kind of feel like... If we didn't have such a short timeline today, I kind of feel like when we do two parts, we should record them the same day yeah. and, re and just release a bonus episode that week because mm -hmm. I feel like you have to wait a whole week for part two. It's kind of like... Yeah. Maybe if that's... If you guys would like that, we could do that. You, we'll we'll you, talk about it time. after the show. and Yeah. But yeah. If you guys would prefer us to just release an extra episode... If we have to do a part two. Yeah. That way it's not like one episode that's going to be two hours long, but you also don't have to wait a week for the second part. Right. You can listen to it whenever. Right. So let us know. Yep. And I think that's it. Um, we will see you next week. Or Thanks in a couple for listening. Days. See ya. Bye. <laughs>